text. Um, we're starting a new series called Text this morning. We're going to be in it for the next month. And uh, we're talking about text messaging. What do you think of when you hear this sound? Some of you, you're getting a text message. My text message alert is not that. It's something, it's, it's like this. Captain, incoming message. Because I'm a Star Trek geek and I like Worf, all right? Um, that is uh, my text message sound when I get a text message. And um, for yours, it may be that, that other one, the beep, 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 all right? And uh, there it is. So when you hear that sound, you, you, you look for your purse, you look for your wallet. I mean, where, where's your phone? You got to get to it. You got to get to it. Um, because anytime you hear that tone, you realize, hey. Captain, incoming message. Hey, I got a message. And we open up our phone and we go, oh, yeah, I got a message. And, and it, what we're saying is this. The people that we're around, the people we're hanging out with, lunch, you know, no matter how important they are, we could be with the Secretary of State. Our text message message goes off, and we're going to open that up, and we say, excuse me, I'm so sorry. And we act like we're turning it off, but what are we doing? We're reading it. It's exactly right. What we're saying is you who are with me, who are, you know, you're not as important as whoever this might be who's giving me a text message. I mean, that's what we're saying. But really, I mean, I, we're all guilty of it because we always check our text message. Um you know, I don't know how you were when you were growing up, but I remember when my mom and dad, when we're eating supper and the phone would ring, and they would say, you know what, don't answer it. They'll call back later. That's exactly right. They're going to call back later. All right? Because the most important people were probably the ones in the room with you. Excuse me, hang on a second. You're doing a great job. Love, Andy Wargo. I'm going to come give you a hug. No, I'm joking. Anyway, sorry. I'm going to respond back. I'm joking. Uh, I, but it then a little bit later, uh, it was like, you know, uh, you're eating at the table, and the phone rings. You know what? Don't answer it. The what will get it? The machine. It's exactly right. The answer machine. In fact, I remember when, they, when those jokers first came out, it was called a code of phone. Whoever came up with that one. Anyway, so, but the answer machine will pick it up. But now, really, this has become the ultimate distraction. Because we can sit here and we're like, okay, I got a I text message. I got I to gotta do that. And, and we can do that. And, and kids do it. They do it in the movies. They do it in the school. I mean, they're just text messages. They're those little thumbs. And I stink at it. You know, I feel like I got I to gotta do every word. And, 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 of course, you don't because I'm still learning. But, um, but text messages... We always get them. We always read them. It's like this. Text message, when you think about it this way, um, a text message, several things are true. You usually get a text message from somebody you, you know. You, I've never heard of anybody getting a text message from somebody you don't know. All right? I'm sorry, who was that? Always the wrong text message. You never hear that, you know? So you usually get a text message from somebody you know. Usually it's very personal because uh, the per you know the person who sent it. It's very current. It's immediate. Okay, I'm sorry. It's great because you don't have to have that long phone conversation and say, you know, okay, okay, great to hear about your bunion. I got to go. You know, it's very short. All right? Short. All right, wait a minute. All right. All right, Nick. Excuse me. All right. 
It says your fly is unzipped. All right. All righty. I'm joking. Anyway, um, so, I mean, it's very immediate. It's very current. Um, text messages, you, you, you get them, and you always read your text message. But you never hear anybody say this. Hey, um, uh, did you read my text message? No. You usually say, did you get my text message? Because there's an assumption that if you get the text message, you're going to do what? Read it. That's exactly right. Because you always read your text messages. You can skip some voicemails here and there. You can skip the answer machine. But you always read your text message because you read text messages. Here's something you've never heard, something I've never heard. It's this. Hey, um, I got your text message, but I didn't read it because I'm not a reader. You know, I got your text messages, and, you know, I, I, I didn't read it because I don't like to read. So I'm more of a talker. So if you would call me, all right, pick up the phone and call me, all right? And then, because I'm, I'm not a big reader. I like talking, so I just just don't text me anymore because I don't like to read. Have you ever heard that? I haven't. Because we always read our text messages. What's amazing, though, is this. As a pastor and as a preacher, I hear that excuse all the time about this right here. That God has given us a text message. And we say, you know what, I don't like reading the Bible because I don't like to read. I don't like to read. You know, God has given us a text message, and it's very personal. It's very current because it talks about the things that we're going through right now. It's personal and intimate because it's written by the person who created us. If there are many people here today who say, you know what, Chris? I had a Bible growing up, but I never read it. And had I read God's text message, my life would be totally different than it is today. I would have done things differently in school had I read this text message from God. I would have dated differently. I would have made different moral moral choices. I would have uh, not married the person I'm married to. Anybody confess that? I'm just joking. Um, I I wouldn't have the same mother-in-law and father-in-law that I had. If I had read this text message, I would have gotten along with my mother-in-law and father-in-law better. I would have gotten along with my wife or my husband better. I would have raised my, raised my kids differently had I read this text message. But for most of us, we say, you know what? I don't like to read. It's just too hard. It's just too hard, and I'm not a reader. But that doesn't hold true because we read our text messages. Why don't we read God's text message? This text message, God's Bible, is so personal to us. Some of us who grew up in church, maybe you grew up in church and maybe you just you left and you're coming back, you have read this. And you would say this to me, Chris, my life is different. I am changed. I was one of those blessed people who grew up and my mom and dad encouraged me to read the Bible. I remember my mom and dad did that. They gave me a Bible to read and I started reading it. And I, I can't even imagine going through the whole dating scene without, have re, without reading God's text message. I couldn't imagine trying to choose a mate without basing it on God's stuff and His text message. My life is changed. It's different. I remember sneaking into my parents' bedroom. And, and there's a nightstand right by my parents, and they were here in the first service, so they actually know this stuff now. 
Um, but I sneaked into their bedroom and I got in, uh, into her uh, drawers like right next to their bed and she had a Bible there. And it was the living Bible. I'd go to church and the, and the pastor would talk in King James English. And the Lord saith. And I'm like, what's the saith? You know, never heard of it. Verily, verily. I had one of, one of those once. Penicillin took it away. All right. And I'm thinking, I don't understand it. I remember sneaking into her bedroom and finding that living Bible, and it's a Bible that I could actually understand. So over the next month, we're going to be sending out emails saying, this is a great way to choose a Bible. This is how to have your quiet time, how to read daily. We're going to do all of this stuff. And the whole point of this, this month-long journey called text is to get you to read the Bible. Novel concept. To read God's Word. Man, I just I think I think that's just fairly simple, and that's okay. And my point is, we're going to remove every little excuse you might have. Well, Pastor, I don't have a Bible. Really? Well, we have free Bibles at Guest Central. You can pick one of these puppies up. We're not even asking you to pay for it. We're just eating the cost because if we want to do one thing, we want to be able to give you a Bible and say, read it, read it. And it's a new living translation. It's like the updated living Bible that I snuck into my parents' bedroom and stole. All right? So you can read it and you can understand it. Another great way that you can say, you know, I just don't understand it. I don't like reading. and I'm kind of new to this stuff. And, Chris, I just don't know about the whole God Bible church thing. There's a great place for you, and it's called Starting Point. At our guest central, we have these little bookmarks that we made talking what Starting Point is. And it's a 10-week class that's going to start in June that you need to sign up for. Andy uh, leads it, and a couple other guys lead it, and it is a great environment. And you can ask any question you want. Any question. Well, if God's Word is true, then how come there's so many stuff in it? Very intelligent question. Um, well, let's answer and we'll do that. You can ask any question. Nobody's going to laugh at you. Nobody's going to say, well, that's dumb. Nobody's going to do that. All right. Well, if God's real, then how come there's so much evil in the world? Good question. You can ask that question. You can do this. And it happens at 9 o'clock in our, in our offices, just half a mile down the street. But you can come and you can sign up for starting point. All right. But really, the big idea of today, and this, is, this should be like a no-brainer, but I'm, I, so many people don't know this, that if you want to get close to God, you've got to read the Bible. That's our big idea. The big idea is this. To grow as a Christian, you must read the Bible regularly. To know what God knows and to think how God thinks about certain things and to know what He wants you to do, you've got to read the Bible. You've got to open it up. You've got to say, okay, I'm going to read that and I'm going to study that. You've got to do that because God has communicated with us and this is how He's chosen to communicate with us. Through the Bible. Through God's Word. You want to grow. How many of y'all have ever taken a test and you studied for the test like this? Did you pass it? <laughs> then it was an easy test. All right. You got to open up the book. You're ruining my illustration. All right. You got to open up the book. All right. Here's another one for you. All right. Since you messed that one up. How many of y'all like eating? All right. So you're human. All right. Wonderful. Um, uh, what if I said, okay, here's what you can do. You're going to eat, I'm going to allow you to eat one meal a week. 
Yeah. Ugh. All right? So in the meal that you're going to eat a week is one meal, one Sunday. One Sunday a week, you can eat a big lunch. How many of y'all, I mean, you'd, you'd go to the cracker, and you would go, and you'd get to Uncle Herschel's breakfast. You would fill it up, all right, and you would push back and say, that was mighty fine right there. And uh, that's going to that's gonna last me all week, right? No. How, you wouldn't be healthy. You wouldn't be able to concentrate by just eating one meal a week. But yet so many people think, well, you know what? I'm going to come to church, and I'm going to hear some other dude talk about God's Word, and I'm not going to read the Bible for myself. I'm going to have him read it to me, and I'm going to let that be that, and then I'll come up and I'll show up again next week. And we wonder why our spiritual person inside just isn't healthy. Because just like our physical bodies need regular intake of food, our spiritual bodies need regular intake of spiritual food. This is how Jesus says it in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Jesus says this, uh, People need uh, more than bread for their life. They must feed on every word of God. That this right here is bread. And we must feed on it more than once a week. How many of y'all got children? Had children or don't want children? All right. Pretty much all of us. All right. I've got an eight-month-old. And uh, I remember when Bing was two weeks old. And uh, the boy, every two hours, is going to cry. Why was he crying? Feed me. He's had that mouth open. Feed him. He's still got, he's going to nursery. His mouth's still open right now. Just somebody feed me. All right? Because he has this natural thing that every two hours he wants to be fed. God's Word says just like babies long for pure spiritual milk, this is your milk. And that we need to, we need to get into it. We need to dive in it. We need to read the text. I'm telling you, if you're an adult, you owe it to yourself to read this thing. Because so many of your values, of your worldview, of how you make decisions and what makes you feel guilty and what doesn't is based upon this. And I'm telling you, if you get into this and you start reading this, you're going to be amazed at what's not in there. Well, Dad, you know, I'm reading this, and, well, where's God helps those who helps themselves? It ain't in there. They left it out. Wow. And you're going to be amazed at what is in there. There's going to be times in your life you thought, man, me and God are cool, and we're, we're this, and God said, you rock. And you start reading the Bible, and it's like, no, I don't rock. I'm doing stuff that he says I shouldn't be doing, and I've been feeling good about it. Maybe I should stop, all right? I'm telling you, today I want to look at a passage of Scripture that talks about reading the text. And it's in Psalm 119. In fact, if you would take your Bibles, and for most of this, this will work. If you open it to the very middle, very middle of your Bible, you're going to find Psalms. And uh, there's Isaiah again. Dad gum it. Um, but you're going to open up in the middle, and you can see Psalms. Now, that Hebrew word for Psalm is song. David wrote a song, and instead of us singing it, we're going to read the lyrics of his song today. Psalm 119. We're going to read what David has to say about God's text, the Bible. Now, let's just say this. David, up to this point, only he didn't have the entire Bible you and I had today. He only had the first seven books. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, and Judges. He only had those seven. And so he didn't have the entire Bible. And of those seven, some of those aren't the most interesting books in the Bible. I'll just go ahead and just tell you that. All right? But he had that. And this is what David has to say about those first seven books. 
This is what David has to say about God's text. It says this, Oh, how I love your instructions. I love this text message from God. Oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. Oh, how I love your instructions. That's just kind of strange. I mean, here's a guy saying he likes instructions. How many guys you know don't, that like instruction manuals? I ain't going to read no instruction manual. My, my son got a bicycle. I know it's supposed to have two wheels, but it only has one. It's a unicycle. All right? We don't like reading instructions. But here we got my boy Dave. David is saying this. I love your instructions. I love them. I love your instructions, and I think about them. How, when? All day long. I mean, David is a king of an entire country. He is the ruler of a nation. He's like the president over thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. It's not like David was sitting there picking the lint out of his navel saying, I ain't got nothing to do. You know? David was a busy dude. And he says, I, when I think about your word, I think about this all day long. It drifts in and out of my thoughts. I think about it in the morning. I think about it at noon. I think about it at night. I think about it at breakfast, lunch, supper. I think about it at brunch. I think about it at lupper. I think about it all day long. All right? So he is thinking about it. And as I'm preparing for this message, I'm asking myself this question. Chris, what do you think about all day long? What do you think about all day long? And how does the things that Chris thinks about all day long impact Chris' decisions that he makes all day long? What do you think about all day long? Why is that important? Because what you think about all day long is going to impact your decisions. What you think about all day long is going to impact your decisions. David continues, Psalm 119.98 says, Your commands make me wiser than my enemies. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies. I think that's pretty cool. Here's what he's saying. He says, This book, by reading this book, I see how God views the world. By reading this book, I see what God values most. By reading this text message, I see how the world is supposed to work, and it makes me smarter than my enemies. I'm able to see life from God's perspective, and I see how you put it together, and it gives me wisdom. I get wisdom from it. What is wisdom? Wisdom many times is just the ability to read between the lines. It's to be able to anticipate what somebody needs before they need it so that you can give them what they need before they even know that they need it. It is, yeah, say that twice, all right? It, it, wisdom is God-given. Look what it says in Psalm 119.98. Your commands are my constant guide. I've so saturated my mind with your word that the decisions I make, whether important or unimportant, I think about them all day long, and they are my constant guide. It shows up in critical times that I've got to think about God's word. It's a constant guide. Look at what it says in verse 99. Yes, I have more insight than all of my teachers. And insight is the ability to, to relate unrelated things so that, peop, so that you understand what most people miss. It's connecting the dots. You know, like you see these dots, oh, there's just a bunch of dots, but those dots, when you connect the dots, make a picture. And that's what insight is. David says, by understanding your word, I'm able to connect the dots of life, and it gives me the big picture, and I see what other people miss. 
David is saying, because I've so saturated my mind with your word, I am further along than even my teachers. Even my teachers. Well, look at verse end of verse 99 and 100. It says, For I am always thinking about your laws. I am even wiser than my elders. David is wise beyond his years. Everybody's asking, Dave, you're 22 years old. How do you know that? Well, I am not a smart person, but I read God's word, and God is wise. No, I'm not old like you are, but I am reading something from somebody who goes beyond time. He is the Alpha and he is the Omega. He is beyond time. And he, since he created me and created the world, I'm able to understand stuff that even people older than me do not understand. I am wiser than my elders. And look at this next part. This takes it to a totally different level. For I obey your commandments. For I obey your commandments. And... God's text message, well, many of us want to do this. We want to say, I'll follow it, but tell me the reason why. You know, God, I'll do this stuff, but you've got to tell me why. You tell me why, then I'll start doing it. Anybody ever had kids like that? I need you to take out the trash. Why? Because I said so. All right? Why? All right? After about the third time of that, <laughs> you want to lose your kill. All right? But God says, no, 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 no. You're not going to know the why until you obey me. Because obedience brings insight. Obedience brings insight. Because to understand why, you must read and you must apply. To understand the why, you must read it and you must apply it. You've got to obey it. You've got to do it. And what's the cool thing about it? After you do it, then you're going to go, oh, now I get it. This is the reason why he asked me to do that. All right? I'll give you an example. I didn't do this in first service, but i got a little bit more time with you guys. Um, um, anyway, uh, the, God told the Israelites back in Leviticus and some of these other books that's very hard to read. He says, I don't want you to eat certain types of food. I don't want you to eat sell, sh- shellfish, shrimp, and some of these other things. I don't want you to eat this. I don't want you to eat all of this stuff. And they're going, why? I Why? Well, they chose to obey. And what's so cool is the entire nation of Israel was spared when, when many other nations during that time were totally wiped out from diseases of salmonella and E. coli and all of this stuff because they didn't cook their meat right. And God's saying, listen, I'm just going to go ahead and protect you from that. And many times we want to go, well, I want to know why. And God's saying, listen, I'm, I'm asking you to obey me, and it's going to help you. It's going to help you. I think that's cool. God said, I want, you to, I want you to obey me. I want you to read my word. And the thing about this, if we don't obey, we will never understand. We will never have insight. Look at verse 101. I refuse to walk in any evil path, so I'll remain obedient to your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. God says, you know what? Every time you yourself have taught me. David said, every time I open these seven books I have, it's like God is speaking to me. I read it and I just like, wow. And, and so many of us, that, that's happened. If you've had any time reading God's Word, it's like after a while you thought, wow, that really spoke to me. It's almost like God was saying, you need to do this. And you know what? He is. And He does. If you want to understand God, you've got to read the book. That He speaks to me. Your prayers are kind of like my prayers sometimes. We ask God, God, do this for me. 
protect me, give me money, give me a better job, give me a better marriage, give me better children. We ask, 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 ask. And could it be that God doesn't just want to do something for you, but he wants to say something to you? Could it be that God's biggest thing that he's trying to see happen in your life is not to give you something, but to say something to you? What if God was more interested in saying something to you rather than doing something for you? And if we want to know and understand and hear God's voice, how we do it is not praying in another language. It's not going and and doing... It's reading God's Word. It's opening up God's Bible and saying, that's what it says. Huh. I think I'll read that. I think I'll do that. I think I'll do that. Look at verse 103. How sweet are your words, how they taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Now look at the next verse. This next verse, many of you know it. If you've grown up in church, you probably memorized it. It says this. Your word is a lamp to God, what? My feet. And a light for what? My path. My feet. David is saying, your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my... That sounds kind of strange, David. You're, you're saying these books, these seven books that were written hundreds of years before you were ever born, that they are your path, that they guide your life, that sounds very personal. It's almost like God knows your circumstances. And David would respond, well, he does. And it is personal because God still speaks to me. Your work is a lamp to God, my feet, and a light to God, my path. I want so much for you for this one church. And my encouragement over the next month is to do this. Read your Bible. I'll never forget the very first time God's Word became very, very real to me. Um, I, was, I played trumpet in uh, middle school, high school, and college. And uh, my very first trumpet solo was coming up. I was going to have to perform this, a, a piece with me and a piano in front of over 1,000 people. And uh, I was playing at this church, and I was scared to death. Very scared, all right? Um, And uh, I had never done a whole solo thing. And uh, the thing is, when you get nervous as a trumpet player, you you don't have any spit. You know, you get dry mouth, and you can't toot your own horn anymore. And, And not only that, but when I get nervous, my right leg starts jumping up and down. So just imagine, all right? I'm over here, you know... And I'm scared to death until one person, her name was Jamie Moore. She came up and she says, Chris, here's a verse for you. It's Isaiah 41.10. And I read this verse and I memorized it. It says this. It says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. And I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. God's saying, Chris, I'm not going to leave you. You have nothing to be afraid about. I'm here. You see, I would have never known that truth had I not opened up God's Word and read it. So I'm encouraging you to read your Bible. To get a Bible if you don't have one. We got them for free. To sign up for Starting Point if you can't understand it. It's a free class. And not only this, as you leave, we have little bookmarks that we want to give you. It has a reading plan for this week. 
All right, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you, they'll give you what to read. And here's the thing. Saturday and Sunday, we're going to give you off. We're going to say you can have it off. That's how nice people we are. Okay? And as you look at this reading plan, you're going to flip it over. In two of the verses I'm telling you to read on there, you've already read. We looked at it today. And you're going to go, dude, I understand it. You're going to go, wow. All right? Wow, I totally understand it. It makes sense. The light bulb goes ding, all right? And you're going to go, that is cool. And I'm going to go, yeah, it is cool. Because God wants to say something to you. But you've got to read the text message. Next week, quick promo, next week, you're thinking, well, I don't know if it's true. Well, I don't know if it's true. We're going to look at next week archaeological claims, stuff they've dug up. We're going to look at stuff, what the Bible says inside. Some of you say, well, it's just, just a big contradiction. Really? We're going to talk about that. So I would encourage you to come back, bring a friend. By the way, we do have a 9 o'clock service. <laughs> so uh, I know some of y'all are like this. All right. Uh, 9 o'clock, you can go, oh. You can kind of stretch out a little bit, okay? So I'd encourage you to come back, and we're going to talk about that the text can be trusted. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we love you so very much, and we thank you so much for your word. Lord, your word brings life. It is our bread. It is our milk. It tastes sweeter than honey. We thank you so much for it, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Amen.